So a couple of weeks ago, Lorraine, we had the exciting news that Margot had been approached for some PR gifting. Well, the PR gift has arrived. Margot, your cat has had a <laughs> PR gift. <laughs> yes. What's that fancy feline got? Well, there? very exciting. Well, she got <laughs> it's from a cat nutrition service called right. the Republic what is it? of Baby Cats. Bird. Well, it came in a box and it's it's a sort of little packet of cat food and it's a subscription to a concierge cat food service. Oh my god, she is living her best <laughs> luxury life, that cat. Luxury cat life, exactly. So she did enjoy the food, but you know what she enjoyed the most? It Knowing was... that I knew she was getting a gift and I yes, wasn't. Exactly. She enjoyed the box because she just wanted to get in the box. Oh, <laughs> because that's that's what pussy cats do put a box or a bag down and in they go i came with a set of stickers which i'm holding up to you now little lovely pictures of pussy cats and things on it what how can margot know what the stickers are for god's sake can she read as well have you got Uh, a cat that can read well they wouldn't stick on her fur do you remember how when we used to wear little bags i can make stickers on her fur trish bring them over We're going to get cancelled for my catitude soon, aren't we? That's what it is. See what I did there, my catitude. Yes, you've got a very bad catitude. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Postcards from Midlife. I'm Trish Halpin. And I'm Lorraine Candy. And we're on a mission to help you make the most of your magnificent midlife. We'll be tackling everything from mind and body wellness to HRT and your sex drive. Trish and I are here to help you have a stylish second act and answer all your midlife questions on fashion, beauty, careers, relationships, family, and as always, the challenges and joys of parenting teens. This week, we are shaking things up a bit on postcards from midlife because we do want to keep you, our lovely listeners, on your toes. We still have lots of tips, advice, and midlife experiences to share but we've decided to go rogue and not have a special guest for once. You're special enough for me, little Trish. You're my little special guest. (laughs) But um, before any of you out there think that we've been let down by J-Lo or Madonna, this is not the case. They are all in the Postcards from Midlife waiting room, desperate to come on. Uh, (laughs) We decided, though, to... uh, talk about our little adventure that we've had Um, because we're on a mission this week to have some fun. We have been reading about the American professor of psychology, Laurie Santos, also known as Yale's happiness professor, and her new advice on injecting some fun into your life. She says you have to do this consciously and it will not only improve our mental health, it will help prevent burnout and also improve our physical health. So we're doing a bit of a feel-good issue. Yes, we are. Well, we put that to the test on a weekend away together in which we drank cocktails, shopped, we styled each other, and we swam in a big old lake in the pouring rain. (laughs) I'm sure you can guess which of the two of us made us do that one. Anyway, we thought we'd tell you how we got on, what we learned, and what made us laugh along the way. Yes, so we will also be bringing you a fun-themed autumnal culture club and the laughs keep coming on our very special facebook group these brain fog bloopers there's just so many of them aren't there (laughs) (laughs) this one stood out in particular um it's a clipping that was posted by noel from a newspaper and the headline reads mystery of missing woman solved this is the story a group of tourists spent saturday night searching for a missing woman near iceland's Hedegar, I don't know how to say that, volcano. There's a lot of volcanoes in Iceland. Only to find her 
among the search party. The group was travelling on a tour bus and stopped at a volcanic canyon. Soon there was word of a missing passenger. The woman, who had changed clothes, did not recognise the description of herself and joined the search. But the search was called off at 3am when it became clear the woman was, in fact, accounted for and had been searching for herself. Now, this is exactly the kind of thing that would have happened to me during my perimenopausal years, you know, Mm. that she was probably just out looking for a car key, which she'd left in a hedge near a volcano, which we've all done. Yes, exactly. That's probably a a hashtag hard relate, as our kids would say. I think we've all spent time searching for ourselves, particularly in midlife. But on a more serious note, a topic that has had a number of posts recently on the group is women being dispensed a different oestrogen gel to the one they usually are as part of their HRT. And we thought it was just worth taking a moment to talk about this on the show, isn't yeah. it? Didn't we? Because it has been confusing a lot of women out there. And I've actually had this experience myself. Well, there were several so, posts, weren't there? Yeah, so, lots you know, of them. So, you know, if that's yeah. on one Facebook group, it must be yeah. happening all over the country. Exactly. So um, the one we wanted to highlight, though, was Fiona, who shared her experience of being given the brand Dose instead of Gel and refusing to accept it from her pharmacist and ending up in a stand-up row. So to clarify, and we have taken this information from Dr. Louise Newson's website, menopausedoctor.co.uk. Estragel is the one that you want, as estradose is a parallel import and has been reported as not being as effective at relieving symptoms. Now, Dr. Newson has a list of ways to check you are getting the right version, including asking your GP to specify the brand name, estragel on your prescription, checking the product while in the pharmacy so you can get it changed if a mistake has been made. So it's worth checking out her suggestions on that website too. Yes, I mean, there may be women listening who are on estradose and it's working for you and that is fine, but it's not fair to make the whole experience more confusing or difficult for women like Fiona who know what they were been given before and know that they're now being given the wrong medication. It's really important that you get the right HRT for you, the one you've been prescribed. And if it's not right for you or you don't think it's working, do go back to your doctor and ask for further advice. Anyway, Fiona says she unleashed her menopausal rage, so good for you fear yes because she got she got the results she wanted she stood yes. her ground now this episode also sees the return of our ad hoc little segment how to win at midlife which is all about seeking expert advice for something going on in our lives and right now we're all a bit worried about our teens and the new emotions they're feeling as they go through academic transition at this time of the year whether that's starting university sixth form going into their gcse years or a levels yes with all the disruption in their learning because of the pandemic and their missing of teenage milestones in the last 18 months I have noticed among the Facebook groups I follow around parenting a definite increase in stress and anxiety levels particularly around teenagers going to university it's been a hard time for them to get some distance and independence because they've had a year trapped at home so I've been speaking to some parenting experts and adolescent mental health experts to ensure we can all support our sons and daughters as they move forward at this time of the year. So there's a lot of chatting to do today. Let's crack on with the show. So we are keeping the focus on fun for our autumnal culture club roundup. No grisly crime dramas, miserable movies or heavyweight tomes to drag us down this season. Because let's face it, there is enough grimness out there and we could all do with a break from it. Lorraine, what jollity are you going to kick us off with? I've got some nice things here. Um, I think because it's fun and it's feel good and we must watch all the fun feel good things. Mm -hmm. We've got Strictly. If you haven't seen it, people catch up. It's amazing. I'm watching Ted Lasso 
on Apple. Mm-hmm. And that's very funny. It's very silly and very funny. Nigella's going on a tour, Trish. That oh. is going to be fun. It's the Fane, F-A-N-E tour from November the 8th for her book, Cook, Eat, Repeat. Is that on TV? That's a live event? That's No, that's you look online. Oh, I see a virtual you can see it live online or go live one. as well yeah. to see okay. her. Okay, like that, yeah. And then obviously we've got Tiger King 2, which is the follow-up to the mammoth, most successful, oh. most ridiculous Netflix yes. drama last year. But my main feel-good thing to watch mm. is the House of Gucci oh. movie. <laughs> Which obviously I'm interested in because I've spent 10,000 years in fashion, but it's the Ridley Scott film. It stars Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Jared Leto, Al Pacino, everybody is yeah. in this film. And it looks very luscious, um, but it just describes that life. It's a murder mystery. It's murder. So it's quite gruesome and grisly. But... It. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's not mystery. Exactly. <laughs> Lady Gaga did it. She didn't did she? do she it. She did it. It's about. Patrizia Reggianini, who married Maurizio Gucci, the man who ran the house of Gucci, and their incredibly lavish lifestyle. They spent £8,000 a month on orchids. And How this is, is back in, what, the 70s, I should it's imagine. It's back in the That's 70s. That's a lot of money on orchids, yeah. Yes, back in the 70s. Lady Gaga looks like she's just amazing in mm-hmm. it i've seen the the trailer i mean it looks really lovely but um gucci actually opened up the archives so they have mm-hmm. recreated oh, a lot of um, yeah the clothes as well yeah but i think that is going to be feel good because the cover soundtrack is blondie so it's going to be properly amazing for yeah. all of us gen x people yeah but i would put that down as my number one movie number That's, one uh, goes to november goes to gucci well so i've got a thing about adam driver i love oh him. he's fabulous everything he's so good everything isn't he but I've got two tv shows they're both on actually at the moment so you might want to get them on catch up or you might be able to see them at the moment one is we are lady parts have you seen this or heard about this I have heard about it oh yes. my god on channel four and it's it's a sitcom about these five muslim girls in London who form a punk band <laughs> It's so funny. It's kind of funny and dark, but very sweet at the same time. And of course, it's not, you know, in the way that we talk about how midlife women are not portrayed correctly on TV, but they are starting to be. This is the same, really, for for Muslim women and and Muslim girls. It's not how you expect them to be portrayed on TV because they're irreverent, they're outrageous, but they're flirtatious, but they're also religious. And it's narrated by this character, Amina, who is a student microbiologist. Um, She lives at home with her parents and she's, you know, on the lookout for an arranged marriage, which she's all very happy with. But she sort of gets hijacked by this band because they need someone who can play a guitar and they see her playing a guitar in some kid's like yeah. nativity show or something. And the song titles alone are enough to watch it for. So there's uh, Nobody's Gonna Honor Kill My Sister But Me. Right. <laughs> and Voldemort is under my headscarf. I particularly liked that, that punk song. <laughs> And then the other one, again, I just have this thing about sort of quite quirky, unusual women, uh, you know, anything by Julia Davies, 99, you know, oddballs, yeah. people who don't fit into society. Alma's Not Normal. Have you seen that? That's I've heard started. about Alma's Not Normal. That's oh my on my God. list after oh, Ted Lasso, that one. It's so funny. It's by this stand-up comedian called Sophie Woolen, and it's a kind of semi-autobiographical. Again, it's sort of quite bleak subject matter about this young woman in this northern town who wants to be an actress, but actually she's got no qualifications no experience and really all she can do is work in a sandwich shop but her parents were drug addicts and she was brought up by her sexy leopard print wearing tinder obsessed grandma (laughs) 
and it's really brash and funny and such a breath of fresh air. I always think of anything with that actress Siobhan Finneran, do you know her? Yes. You, you all know her. She's been in Benidorm, Downton Abbey, Unforgiven, Happy About Everything that's brilliant on British TV she's been in. So she's in it. Anything she's in, amazing. And also Lorraine Ashbourne, another British actress who has been in all of those kind of programmes. So I'm really, really loving that. And that has been making me laugh out loud, both of those, laugh out loud. So uh, lots what's of that there. on? That is on BBC Two, so you can get it on BBC iPlayer. Good, so there that's we are. something to look forward to, isn't yes. it? What else is on your list? Well, the other thing I think is on my list is something to read. There's Anne Patchett's new book. Mm. Now, you know she wrote The Dutch House and she was a, she's been a Pulitzer finalist. She's just an amazing writer. So it's a collection of essays about life and it's called These Precious Days. It just sounds absolutely brilliant. It's described as a heartfelt, witty collection of essays on everything from flower arranging, knitting to the inevitability of death. Oh, fun. fun. But she is very (laughs) funny, Anne Patchett. And um, she does describe, I think, in it, her lifelong friendship with Tom Hanks. Oh, right. Yes. Which I'm intrigued by. So. Yes. He narrated The Dutch House on Audible. Yes. And I was stunned. I was like, because I downloaded it. And it's like, well, hang on. Tom Hanks is in my ear. This is very exciting. You know how I feel about Tom Hanks? Because I had a complete reverse on my feelings. About oh, Tom hang on. Hanks. Which way? From bad to good? Well, I can't stand Rum Forest Rum, Forest Gump. I thought that I just, yeah. that film really, I don't know why, but it really wound me up. I didn't like it yeah. at all. And it began a sort of lifelong rejection of Tom Hanks oh, in anything. Okay. And my husband would say, would you come to this? I said, not if Tom Hanks is in it. I won't. Absolutely <laughs> not. You've missed out on a whole. Well, no, I haven't of... because then I heard him on Desert Island Discs. Oh. And fell in love mm. and realised what an amazing man he was and then embarked on a, a, a re-watching of yes. all the Tom Hanks films that I had missed yes. <laughs> through my own ignorance and uh, stubborn yes. stupidity, Trish, yes. which occurs I to love me. him frequently yes I now like I do him. love him indeed think, what have you got for me well I've got a book as well also not fun comic because I'm not I'm not I don't love a comedy novel that much I prefer something a little bit more thoughtful you know and Patchett etc and this is Oh William by Elizabeth Strout you're going to be very pleased about her. this because it is the next book the third book in her Lucy Barton series um and it's actually about a divorced couple looking back over what went wrong with their marriage but her books just the way she writes it's sort of lovely contemplative it's kind of funny in a low-key kind of thoughtful funny way and her books they just fill me with joy and um you know I think it's always insightful um and I what I love about her Elizabeth Strout she started writing to publishers at the or agents at the age of 16 trying to get a book deal and she didn't get her first book published until she was 43 and now of course she's a huge success with her Olive Kittredge books and her Lucy Barton books so if anybody hasn't read any Elizabeth Strout I mean honestly you have got such a treat in store for you this autumn well that's our gift isn't it that's Mm. our gift to you this autumn Right. I forgot also to mention Joan Collins' book, My Unapologetic Diaries. (laughs) I haven't read that, but I do think 
they might be absolutely oh i think they could be hysterical and quite quite juicy too and i've got one final i've got a film my first trip to the cinema um was no time to die on family with the kids not massive james bond fan but said i would go along and actually it made me realize how much i have missed the cinema and that you know watching on in your sitting room isn't quite the same thing so i promised myself i will go to the cinema to see the french dispatch by Uh, wes Wes anderson that's very i'm so excited about this one yes of course he of fantastic mr Fox, Grand Budapest Hotel, Royal Tenenbaums. So we know it's going to be quirky, colourful, funny, bonkers, highly stylized. This list of actors alone, Tilda Swinton, Frances McDormand, Benicio Del Toro, Timothy Chalamet, Bill Murray, for goodness sake. And it's basically a, a sort of apparently a tribute to the New Yorker magazine. Yeah. So I just think that is going to be a visual treat. I've got one little visual treat that people might want to do if they visual. live in London because I was doing having a little rootle around because you know I did a bit of work for the Tate Art Mm. Galleries but they have and it's free and there's amazing exhibitions that are free that are just there all the time at the Tate at the Tate Modern they've got something called In the Studio which is the painter Agnes Martin and the textile artist Lenora Tawney Mm. and Agnes Martin had quite serious mental health issues but you know she her art was all about friendship and female friendship and um, Agnes and Lenora met in New York and it's sort of it's just how their work interacts with each other and sort of tells the story of their friendship as women but they were also lovers Trish as well so I just thought it's a lovely little thing to do on a rainy Sunday might Mm -hmm. cheer you up you feel it you learn a bit about the people and the art and and kind of the art of female friendship Mm. which is what we do isn't it yes yes well maybe you could take me along to see that one of these wet Sundays. No, because you take things like that very seriously and <laughs> I like to just whiz through these things and just potter off to the yeah, coffee shop. that's up. true. And the, and the gift shop. Yeah. Yes, you'd be talking to me oh, and standing there and looking at it and re-looking at oh, it. Oh, yes, I know. But it would be fun. Yes. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So Trish, last week we staged a fun intervention, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did, because Make we came... words left and <laughs> centre here, aren't we? We love it. What podcasting well, is. We did uh, a podcast. No, uh, we did. 
<laughs> no, yes, we did, because we came across a rather interesting article in The Guardian about psychologist Laurie Santos, who has the brilliant job title Professor of Happiness at Yale University. She says the way to feel better in life need not depend on things like restrictive diets, fitness regimes, testing mental challenges, but in having fun, F-U-N. And because we've all had our fun restricted rather severely in the last year and a half, we decided it's time to put the fun back in. And Santos says that by adding in fun, we wind up becoming more productive because fun makes you feel alive by definition, gives you a little bit more energy and allows you to take a real break. But it's not about sitting on the sofa with a large G&T in front of Netflix. True fun, she says, has to be active. Yes, I like to describe true fun as laughing so hard my cheeks hurt. <laughs> That's one of my, which is actually... Your cheeks? Happened. Which cheeks? My Face laughing cheeks. cheeks. Oh, not your bottom Why cheeks. Do you always think of bottom. Well, I just thought you might Wrong be clen- you. clenching them to try and keep, you know, not do a a wee laugh. Anyway, anyway, so we decided to get active together to take the advice, and purely for the purposes of research in this podcast, as journalists, we have tested the fun theory, and we escaped for a weekend in Oxfordshire with some shopping, hotel stay, cocktails, wild swimming. Mm. Obviously, the last two didn't happen at the same time. <laughs> so we were invited by Bista Village to go in real life, have a personal shopping appointment and experience some fun in Oxfordshire. Yes, we did. So Bista, if you haven't been, it's like an enchanted Disney-esque shopping village, isn't it? It's yes. this outdoor shopping village from LK Bennett, Sandro and the Couples to Jimmy Choo, Gucci and Prada. And there's lifestyle brands too, like Le Creuset and The White Company. But we didn't really have a clue where to start. So we yeah. actually did see a, a lovely personal shopper called Laura, didn't we? And uh, we just thought we'd talk about personal shopping because we have, we've both done it in the past. But I think women yeah. can feel a bit into intimidated or or scared by the idea of uh, personal shopping can't they yes I think this is the thing that comes up again and again when we're and we are going to do some more fashion advice because we keep getting asked on the Facebook group about it this idea that if you go into a shop and an expert in the shop offers you some help you just say oh no 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 I'm absolutely fine Mm. (laughs) when actually they know everything in the shop and while they do want you to buy things they do actually want you to buy the right things because they want you to come back again so it is not in their best interest to, to pile everything in your trolley so that you're buying loads of stuff you don't want so I would always say talk to the personal shopper in the shops you know all the stores have them from John Lewis right the way up to the more posh department stores and at Bista they have a whole area where you can go and sit down and so the process is that you give them a call beforehand isn't it have a little mm-hmm. chat about what you've got in your wardrobe and do you know what Laura said something really brilliant I think which I hadn't thought of before which made me go home and look at my wardrobe is what have you bought just so you can look at it in your wardrobe Mm because you liked it as a piece of clothing and what have you bought that you're actually going to wear Mm -hmm. so there are sort of three or four things I think in in that I've bought over the years that I've just been looking at because they're really lovely but Mm. I like them and I just I'm not going to wear them I'm never going to wear them and Mm. you know I've put them in a pile and I'm going to get rid of them Yes, sell them on, sell them on. Yeah. So, what yeah, did but, you learn from Laura? Trish? Well, I learned that. Well, I, what was really nice there was that they have the apartment, which is where they have their kind of personal shopping rooms. And as we said, we had a call before. We kind of gave them an idea of what we thought our personal style was, and they pre-selected items for us to try on. And I think what kind of I've always found from personal shoppers, and Laura did this as well, is that they kind of they will they will put on the rail things 
that you ask for, but then they'll put in all these surprises and pieces yeah. that you might not. So if you say, oh, I really don't like colour, but I like, um, you know, pussy bow blouses, that's me. She put a pussy bow blouse on in bright orange, which I would never normally choose, but it was gorgeous. And because it had something I liked about it and something I felt uncomfortable with, I still felt happy to try it on and yeah. surprised myself, actually, with the surprises that were on the rail. And it's about looking at things that are different shapes from the shapes you would normally buy. Mm. So you'd have a different silhouette. So if you're buying jeans, I'd probably normally buy straight jeans, but there are a couple of more flared, mm-hmm. flat-fronted ones. I wouldn't normally buy flat-fronted because I always assume I'm too short to wear something like that. But actually, they do really suit me and they make mm-hmm. your waist look longer and you just get them taken up if they're too long. So it's about, I think if you involve someone else from the outside who's an expert who really knows the collections, then it's about getting different shapes in the colours you want or the other things you've specified, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just taking that slight um, step sideways, perhaps. Yeah, what we normally but do. I... What was great for me was was uh, shopping with you because I haven't been shopping with a friend. I, I like to go solo. I haven't been shopping with a friend in such imagine. a long time because I just sort of, I don't know, I just want to dash around and do my thing. Being but because we have been control, not being judged by anybody I'm or feeling... you don't drive the bus into town <laughs> so that it gets you specifically where it needs to be. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but we did this together and we were in this like, lovely changing room with these rails of clothes together and it it was it was hilarious obviously but it was also really helpful because you made me I told you and you were so shocked I, I told you not only have I never owned a jumpsuit but I've never even tried one on and you were horrified well, you're by a that. ridiculous woman how can you exactly. not how, how can you have worked in fashion and not not so worn you made the biggest it, trend it, over the last exactly, 10 years exactly exactly because I'll tell you for why because I'm like because I'm so short and I was once told actually by my wedding dressmaker which was lovely that my body was all out of proportion and my, my, my top half wasn't in proportion with my bottom you half these women talk to you well, it was a man and I paid him loads of money what for what actually was a very beautiful wedding dress yes. but um I just always thought there is no chance in hell that I'll ever get one to fit the proportions and the waist won't sit right and the legs will be too long and because I'm so short, etc. Anyway, of course, the one yeah. that we picked out, popped it on. Perfect. Fabulous, Ended up it? buying it, didn't I? Yeah. It was you really see, nice. Took a moment. Yes. Tried something new. Yes. Ended up buying it. Last, yes, exactly. Know, and also, actually, the joy of a jumpsuit is it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things. I've got loads of them that you just don't have to think about what goes with it. Once you've worked out the shoes, I was usually yeah. wear white trainers or something flat. Once you've worked out the shoes, the, the rest of it is an easy yes. wear every day. And I think a lot of women think these these are trends or these are too fashiony forward for them mm-hmm. or they won't suit you if you're not very tall and very thin. And actually jumpsuits particularly where yours ties in the middle is is really suitable for all body shapes mm. and sizes and it's just the length really that's yeah. that can be the issue um yeah. if you're under, if you're and what did you find do you think from our little trip that you really loved and maybe was a surprise to you well my tabard as you called it <laughs> didn't work and I had hoped you know because see I go the other way I think yeah. I'll try all these things on that I would never normally try on, and mm. I'm desperate for one of the outre as someone said more outre things to suit me and actually that did not work at all that was I looked ridiculous in that and that did prompt you to have a good yes it was a sort of woolen navy knitted long yeah 
possibly but you had the right idea because you said i'm going to wear this over you popped on a white shirt put the tabard on i kind of got where you were going but it just looked a bit ridiculous but i have to say putting a few funny things on the rail in the changing room i mean we did laugh a lot when i put the um the big flouncy low-cut sort of barmaid blouse on what you were thinking when you did that (laughs) I tell you oh, what I also did funny. learn is that I can't must not buy any more trench coats. That was good. Oh, yes. Yes, you. I stopped you, didn't I? <laughs> You've got five of them. So why would yeah. you need another camel coat? That doesn't yeah. that's no good. That's a comfort zone buy. And also you did stop me buying a trouser suit that um yeah. clearly I've got quite a lot of them. Yes. Well, and I? I do love your your red trouser suit and your pink trouser suit and all of those. But the one yeah. you tried on, I just thought wasn't special enough. And I think when you've got because that is quite your look, isn't it? It's yeah. like especially your professional look, your professional identity is this these amazing trouser suits. And I just thought, you know what, it's not special enough. So I made you put it back. I also did, and I think we had that moment, didn't we? Because we we rather foolishly went into this is going to upset Marion, our, our <laughs> beloved listener who thinks everything we say is ridiculous. Uh, we went into Celine, didn't we? Um, oh yes, we and did. Thought, we'll go in there, and what will happen is we'll say these pieces are so expensive. Why would you pay that much, etc., mm-hmm. etc.? But we didn't. We went in there and said these pieces are very expensive. I wish we could wear them all. <laughs> <laughs> So the actual quality of them was amazing. Oh, and, I, yeah. and often yeah. I get asked, is it worth spending money, significant money on investment buys, like a coat or a bag? Or, you know, if you're going to get one thing that's going to last you a long time, then I would absolutely say, yes, it is, because the quality levels are quite high. So, you know, if you're getting a birthday thing or, or people are all contributing or something, then it is worth looking at some of those designer, Chloe, Celine, those labels as well. But we did find some really nice pieces from all price points mm-hmm. things you can wear for special events as well you know job interviews um weddings parties things like that but we are going to put all this we filmed it in a shocking mm. young person's experiment with video <laughs> <laughs> we have filmed it all and we will be putting it all on our facebook group and our instagram so you'll be able to follow everything there after our heavy duty shopping experience we were ready for a cocktail after that weren't we yeah what happened after that what happened during the cocktail trip what happened during well we went to we were staying in this very nice hotel uh called the old parsonage in oxford which is about a 15 minute drive from Bista. and we had a little martini off didn't we a little uh a little competitive martini ordering because you had a dirty martini which i i've never tried and i was like oh i don't like the sound of that Explain and then i made the a difference again because you seem to grapple this when the oh well, you didn't understand so you just no. ended without no oh, I, d- I don't like it when people talk to me when they're giving me drink just i just oh. want the drink. you know i'm very oh, okay. excited about the drink so so i, don't I asked it. for a gin martini with a, str- a lemon zest in it which was yeah. just lovely which i thought was kind of quite classic nice a dirty martini is when they put an olive in and they must put a a tiny bit of the sort of briny oh, yes, juice right. or something in and swish it around and yours was all sort of murky looking and I just thought oh I don't like the look of that but actually you did let me taste it and it was delicious it was very nice wasn't it yes I did enjoy enjoy all the martini we had in <laughs> fact in fact we had m- m- more than one as it must be um mm. well we must reveal we did that mustn't we yeah and it, that is a good girls night out but oh it was um, good fun yes we then were laughing so much this is the kind of fun element as well Mm. isn't it that I I sometimes think when you look back on life 
it's only when you remember those moments when you were just laughing till you cried. Yes. That they're so joyful and good for your soul and good for you physically, all the endorphins yes. and everything. We um we were laughing so much the waiter had to bring us some water to help us out, <laughs> didn't he? Spluttering a bit. I think that might have been the cod past moment, yeah. which we mentioned last week on the show where I called our podcast a cod past. But there we go. There we go. And then we so, had to get up early, didn't we? Oh, yes, we did. It, it Day two of our uh, advent, fun adventure, we, we were, um, it was a bit fuzzy. Wasn't it around the edges? It wakes you up early and makes you all hot and sweaty, doesn't it? There's always payback in midlife for having any kind of alcohol and due to fun. Yes, but we were raring to go with the open water swimming because I've never done it before. I've swam in outdoor, freezing cold outdoor pools, but obviously you're off hither and thither in lakes and seas and all sorts all the time aren't you and uh, I think you you wanted to kind of introduce me slash show off about all the training that you'd had over the years didn't you well I'm always showing off but I'm just I'm just such so passionately happy about it that I want mm. to make sure everybody tries it because I'm yeah. kind of addicted and I just sort of think everyone else should be trying it because it just makes you feel so great open water swimming mm-hmm. I call it open water swimming wild swimming I don't know swimming in lakes that's kind of what it is lakes in the sea and we went along to we were very excited about because we had um the man from swim quest yes give us a lesson uh, in the lake at Blenheim. But there are lots of places to swim in Oxford. So that's the great thing about the weekend. You can do a bit of shopping, you can have a lovely evening out, and then you can go and do something that's an adventure and an mm. experiment. I was um, quite impressed by your open water swimming. Trish. Were you? I just got in without making any noise whatsoever. Oh, did I? I just slipped in. No fuss, no bother. Well, I wouldn't say you slipped in. <laughs> you gingerly made your way into the gingerly. Yes. It was, by this point, it was... Um, was up your butt. Oh. It was blowing a gale at this point, wasn't it? Yeah, the weather turned, unfortunately. (laughs) But we were, it was lovely. We got in and John got us to swim up and down a bit, gave us some tips on our technique. And actually, I realised I've been, my front crawl, my arms were all, I was too, too narrow, bringing my hands together at the front, needed to do all of that. And uh, yes, and then um, we went off, he sort of rode up we did a little swim up and at which point because I've been in for about 15 minutes and I think this is the important thing about open water swimming which you told me is that at the point where you start thinking oh I am a little bit cold that's when you have to go back isn't it because obviously I'm not as experienced as you my body isn't adapted as much as you so I did I just was like actually no you know what this is this is too much and I kind of realized when I got out it took me quite a long time to warm up again um but you kind of carried on thrashing up the lake didn't you in the rain well only because I know how long I'm capable of staying in mm. the other the other thing you do is when it when you start to not feel it and you think this is amazing I could stay in forever that's the other time then you yeah. should get out there's a lot of safety elements to you know you need your in and out exit and entry has to be really easy because you, your body temperature just keeps dropping for about half an hour afterwards so and then you you're a little bit you lose a bit of your faculties so your, your hands are a bit numb things like that so you really it is quite dangerous if you stay in too long and you know we had a lovely lesson with swim mm-hmm. but actually you can just you know if it's safe and you know where you're getting in and out you can just have that lovely swim around with your head above the water and your bobble mm-hmm. hat on we warmed up quite quickly afterwards had a nice big hot cup of tea yes well, but it is an adventure I think any woman can do even if you're not the best swimmer in the world and you're not the bravest just sort of five minutes in there and you feel you do feel pretty amazing I think afterwards mm-hmm. once you've warmed up and you're um fingers aren't quite so numb and it feels like you've gone out and you've done something you wouldn't normally do in your day-to-day life and that's mm-hmm. I think 
the fun bit of it, because when we looked at this survey on, you know, injecting fun actively and physically into your life, you need to feel like you've achieved something or done something different from what Mm. you would normally do. And we didn't really seek out fun during the pandemic. It was a kind of more stressful time. Whereas now I think particularly in midlife, when we have a bit more time to ourselves and our kids have left us a bit of space at the weekends and we're not doing that waking in the night with the babies, we can, you know, I swim every Saturday morning uh, with my girlfriends. We get up really early. We get, we're out of the house and we're gone by seven. We drive an hour, we swim in the lake for half an hour. We have a coffee, we sit down and chat afterwards. And it really Mm -hmm. feels the rest of the day is set by the intention of this bit of fun we've had in the morning yeah now I was impressed by your swimming Trisha I thought you you popped your head in that water that murky water yeah and I was really impressed that even though it was when I say raining it was an absolutely (laughs) torrential sudden downpour (laughs) yes you stayed in I did I stayed in I was I really enjoyed it actually it was a really um really amazing experience and uh felt very zingy afterwards but I think we have to talk about the dry robe situation because you very kindly anybody who's seen Lorraine on Instagram will know that she has these special super duper dry robes that you put on after um swimming and you you had your dry robe which was all very cool and camo and, and all of that. And then yes. you've lent me your other, you call it a sitting suit, which I would describe yes. as a big flowery sleeping bag, massive flowery sleeping And I had twice the massive size, I flowery sleeping bag, at least twice my size. And I think we were quite the spectacle sitting in the cafe at Blenheim Palace. with all Well, the people old think we're quite the spectacle anyway. We often <laughs> we're dressed in the same clothes, so at least we weren't dressed in the same. But we, we did look, like look quite... mad quite midlife twins roaming around the world. Daft. We looked really daft, but I sort of didn't care because it was keeping me warm. But it is funny how you just end up in bizarre situations because at the same time as we were doing all of this at Blenheim, there was also a film set yeah. thing happening. Uh, there was a Bollywood film doing they were doing a zombie dance scene for a, a Bollywood it was most bizarre <laughs> so there we was also a golf cart going to the sort lake of suits and, on and yes, then hundreds of people everywhere. with blood all over them were coming yes. at us and there was Bollywood music playing there was yes steam I mean I didn't write that into our no. what was going to happen in our no, day I was, was wondering that. if everyone could see it at one point yes. or whether it was just my martini hangover kicking in in a rather spectacular way yeah but there was a Bollywood star there who has 32 million followers on Instagram I I think that might beat you Lorraine 32 million (laughs) he can do backflips and all sorts of things like that which is quite special list of fun adventures to learn that's the next thing we should do actually (gasps) we should do dancing no, gymnastics. Oh, gymnastics. Okay, fair gymnastics. enough. Yeah, yeah. But we are going to put um, lots of links, lots of references, lots of silly photos, funny photos on the Facebook group and on Instagram. If you want to see anything further, get any advice about personal shopping, places to swim, because we had fun. We did, yes. We were the um, Eric and Ernie of the Oxfordshire day out. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's time to get a little more serious for how to win at midlife because our teens have headed back to school, sixth form and university in the last month or so. And we're sensing that something is not quite right and that this time of transition into a new academic year has seemed far more fraught than usual. Um, It feels as if transitions plus post-pandemic recovery have really had quite a significant effect on our teens emotionally. So this may be something to take on board right now for all of you mums out there. Um, As parents, we may be trying to work out how to deal with their levels of anxiety around this time. So we have sought out some expert help and advice.
advice to support them, haven't we, Lorraine? We have, because um, I feel like they've been through a very unusual time. So these are teenagers going to university for the first time, teenagers going second time, and then there'll be your teens going into sixth form or upper sixth form, which are all sort of transition periods where they're supposed to be more independent but they've been locked down with us. So they've had less distancing Mm. than they would normally have. So it can feel like a kind of sudden and very confusing change for them, um, just at the time their brains are going through all this upheaval and change as well. We have noticed at home here, and I think you have as well, Mm. that there's a lot of uh, my daughter who's in the second year at uni is really resentful of all the kids coming in, having their freshest week that she didn't have. And it's kind of occupying her brain. It's, it's hold, she's holding that emotion. And then obviously some have missed out on university altogether and are starting again. I have been looking at a lot of things on Facebook and I've done a couple of interviews this week uh, around this. And lots of parents are really stepping in to help their kids, which is great, but they are going above and beyond mm. and actually making them less resilient and less strong and less able to cope during these times. I know it feels really fearful letting them do it when you want to just get in. I did. There was a post on one group where I'm following where um, a mum had said her daughter was in this terrible, terrible halls. The other people in the halls had not cleaned the toilet. Mm-hmm. It was no way to live. This was awful. She booked her into a hotel room oh, nearby and she right. was going to go up and sort it out. Now, that's kind of an extreme example, but it's, you know, she was saying my daughter's hating it. She can't do it. The toilet is the last straw how can people live like that? They're animals. Now, really, all the expert advice would say, and everyone I've spoken to is you absolutely must not no. step in on yeah. those places. Have you, what have you noticed with your well, teams? Yeah, I think uh, sort of likewise, I think there's a lot of focus on what they haven't had. And I think this is anxiety leading up to doing A-levels um, yeah. next year and how that's going to be, because my kids never sat GCSEs because they, they missed out on that the year before last. And I think there's this sort of anxiety Anxiety that they don't know how to do exams, that they're not properly prepared. And, you know, my daughters are focusing quite a lot on what they haven't had and what they've missed out on yeah. and what, you know, and I'm really trying to get her to focus on, well, that that was then, this is now, what can you do to ensure that you're the most prepared that you are? What information do you have from your teachers? Because a lot of them are finding that their coursework is being shortened or changed, yeah. um, you know, and they're, they're, I think it's the uncertainty of they don't know what to expect in the exams that are coming up. Are they going to have to revise everything? And obviously, they're going to get all this information through from their their teachers, etc. But I think the anxiety around it is making is producing a bit of negativity. And yeah. then with the negativity, then comes a bit of like, well, what's the point kind of thing? As you know, yeah. so I'm just slightly worried about that and trying to keep the energy levels high yes. and keep a bit of a bit of drive going. You know, and I just worried that I'm kind of doing a lot of stepping in on the old UCAS applications. Yeah situation as well because I'm again to your point I might be overdoing it and I should probably just leave them to get on with it but I'm just worried that again because the open days were all cancelled weren't they they were all virtual and now I'm like no but they're all happening now you need to get on it you need to book onto these open days so I think I'm probably not helping I find you need to find a way to help a bit better yeah I think so so I have done a very quick brief list of ideas okay good based on the people I've interviewed and there are a couple of podcasts I mentioned at the end as well well so firstly there is no do this and your child will be happy tips because 
every child is different. You have to come up with a very calm and bespoke way of helping each of your children. So it'd be very different for both of them. So what you're doing with one won't work with the other, perhaps. This is about experimenting, but it's also about learning to see them hurting emotionally. They're going to hurt. It's going to be a nightmare. It's, a, it's just a slightly more difficult time mm-hmm. than it, it normally would be. Um, you are able to help those parents, but it will feel like you're not doing anything and not doing anything is actually according to the experts, one of the best ways um, of doing that. So this is a, a listen, don't fix. So they may ring you to chat about the awfulness that's going on, or they may come home from six form and say, this is dreadful. I can't stand it anymore. Awful, awful, awful. Sort this out. Now, what they're doing, according to the experts, is dumping their bad emotions mm-hmm. on you because it's not very nice having them inside. So they're giving them to someone else. They're getting it off their chest. So the most helpful thing you can do is say, I see you, I hear you, that sounds terrible. How awful to be going through that. So you are just listening, you are not mm-hmm. offering any solutions whatsoever. Now you need you can offer solutions, but not in that moment. That's not the time to do it. Okay. You need to wait maybe the next day and then sit down and listen to them and ask them what they think the solutions would be. Give it 24 hours is a really good piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is a mobile phone generation, particularly those at university. They can come out of a bad lecture and text you immediately and say, This I can't go on, I can't cope with this anymore. now before we would have come out of a bad lecture wandered to the canteen wandered to our roommates we might have solved that in our own head before we got anywhere so I suggest and I work with a psychologist called Lisa Damore and she suggests this a lot you don't reply to the text you just leave it you let them sort it out for themselves they've got to learn to lean on other people they've got to learn that they are responsible for their own self-care this isn't tough love because you need to be there to listen to them talk about it Mm -hmm. but you mustn't step in with kind of practical solutions so the goal also is not to banish these bad feelings we use this word anxiety a lot what we mean sometimes is sadness we mean confusion we mean absolute anger and fury so there are other words that are probably better to use and those feelings are really really bad we've had this with with one of our daughters those feelings are terrible but I've said you need to sit down and feel those feelings you need to observe them Mm -hmm. let them happen and then move on because as you're you're right it's no good really saying to them well we can't go back in time and sort that out you just need to let them deal with other all the feelings some of which are anxiety some of which are other feelings that we need um, to talk about now teenagers brains are all over the place we've talked about this before they're being Mm -hmm. taken apart and rebuilt so in order for them to process things logically it's really hard so you can tell them logical things but actually physically neurologically they can't work out what that means so you need to give them time to process that so again the stepping back is a much easier way because their brains will probably in 24 hours come up with some ideas now letting them feel the bad feelings letting them fail and then come to you for practical solutions is about that does build their resilience Mm -hmm. knowing that if they can do that one thing they got through it they came out the other side that's really helpful avoidance is really really the absolute wrong way to deal with this. So by saying, I'm going to take you out of university, I'm going to, you don't need to go in today if you don't feel well. You don't, that's a really dangerous path to tread from a mental mm-hmm. health point of view. It may be incredibly unhelpful. You know, not every time. Sometimes you're going to have to judge it. That's what I mean. There are no absolute rules on this. You're going to have to judge it. But actually, they do need to go to school. They do need to go to those difficult lectures. They do need to talk to people about difficult things in halls. Avoiding it will reinforce the anxiety. It will reinforce the idea 
idea that they are helpless and powerless in any situation. So the best gift is letting them fail, not stepping in, but really, really listening to them and not letting avoidance of things um, become a habit. So that's a kind of potted way of doing it and it feels yeah. really cruel not doing anything or something yeah, and hard to sit with but you know you've got to yeah. sit with your own uncomfortable feelings well, as well do. that's another learning I curve. think just for me personally it sounds really helpful in terms of I've just got to stop pushing so much and it is that you know we've we've talked about this before Philippa Perry said about you have to just get down in the well with them don't you it's feel, with, sort of not deal feel with. with not deal with exactly exactly UCAS um, has a brilliant website actually where they have a lot of students on it talking through their experiences so if you it's quite useful for people students to talk through other experiences with other students so yeah. they feel part of the tribe you do need to I think if you're a parent talk to the school or talk to the education system or wherever you know you've got a voice there you are allowed to ring you are allowed to email and you are allowed um, to find out there are counsellors in all of these big education it varies yeah. obviously the quality but I'm assuming university you can't because they're adults aren't they so you wouldn't be able to call up a you know but you can ask service. for guidance in oh, extreme, okay. so right. in extreme situations when we've had a friend go through extreme situations that you are able to talk to they're not able to give you any confidential details about mm-hmm. them, but they are able to say this so general be, advice yeah, and surprise you, okay. you were worried about this would be who they would contact this would be yeah. who they would um yeah talk to. and there, there are organizations like Oh, private yeah. though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You you can do that. That that's a bit hit and miss, and it ranges from sort of ninety five pounds and fifty minutes to two hundred and fifty pounds fifty minutes. That's usually um, word of mouth would be the best way of finding that, and we'll put up uh, kind of the governing bodies of that. But also, some schools and sixth forms do work with private therapists that yes. come into the organisation, so they would have perhaps people they could recommend. Yeah. And as you say, there are lots of organisations. Yeah. There's YoungMinds.org.uk, yeah. which has got a lot of help. Mind has a lot of help. Shout, which is a text line 85258 you can text that as a parent say I'm worried in extreme situation what do I do or your young person can text just for some support in a more emergency situations papyrus um, if you have a p-a-p-y-r-u-s you have a look on their website it has lots of helpful suggestions studentminds.com uh, we've had teen tips Alicia Drummond on the show she yeah. has a well-being hub for parents and there is a charity called The Mix which specializes um, in young people and tells lots stories they've got a really great blog so that'll give you some mindset ideas and then i have to say ucas is, is a pretty good site if you want to look for some guidance yeah. as well of what other it, if your are kids are a bit older and at that stage well that's really helpful we will put all of those details on to the episode recommendations posts on the facebook group i have something a little bit sweet and tasty for our nostalgia noodling today sugar bowl this is a memory that i have of growing up where we had a sugar bowl out a little sort of glass sugar bowl with a spoon in it out on the kitchen counter it was there all the time 24 7 just a feature of the kitchen and i just thinking about it it's so bizarre because we did have sugar on our cornflakes sugar in our tea sugar in our over our strawberries we'd put sugar it was just a sort of like you just had sugar white sugar on everything and then the awful thing was that my poor mum one of the things that used to absolutely drive her bonkers was of course we'd you know spill it all over the floor and sugar on a bit of old lino in the 1970s and very sticky very messy very sticky and oh 
bless her, I just remember her tolerating and yowling and having to, to, to sweep it up. But it's funny, isn't it? Because I was thinking about it now because I we have sugar in the house, so like baking, and I have some in a little pot hidden at the back of the, the kind of cup cupboard for if somebody comes around and wants it in their tea or, or coffee. But I just don't want it out on display <laughs> because unlike us, they have far more processed foods, right, in their diet that's yeah. growing up. So I feel that uh, we've got to hide it, keep it out of sight, out of mind, because it, we may have been pouring sugar everywhere and all over the floor, but we weren't having processed foods all that many sweets, oh, I think, I was when we were little. Sugar sandwiches after school. Oh, <laughs> yes, a healthy, nutritious option. <laughs> yes. When there was nothing else to put in them, we just put the sugar in them sugar mm, butter and sugar mm. and the thing my mum particularly hated about sugar bowl was we would put the wet teaspoon that we'd just put the oh, sugar from our tea <laughs> put it back yeah. in it and so there'd be sort of clumps clumps and lumps and a dirty what? spoon in the sugar bowl it may surprise you to know that i have a sugar bowl in oh, our house you do two people of the six of us take sugar in their mm-hmm. tea and it's also a chance for me to get my second hand cabbage shaped pottery out oh. which i've got quite <laughs> like and for which everyone else hates but it's my sign of my own independence to have a mm. cabbage shaped sugar bowl so but they put it away in the cupboard and I found recently mm. this very weak Trish next to it the spoons with all the mucky sugar you know oh, hardened yes, onto them because they've put it back mm. in said they've just put them next to it and put a clean one in so there's this kind of <laughs> sugary gunge next to the sugar bowl because they can't be bothered to wash it up gosh i have a little nostalgia noodle that's a bit foodie too actually because uh my mum celebrated her 81st birthday this week and i said where are you going for your special treat um because they don't like to go out in the evening anymore because of the dinner at six o'clock normally in the morning you can't do that in cornwall have dinner at six o'clock outside (laughs) (laughs) so they are going off to the garden center to the cafe yeah and it really reminded me that you know in back in our childhood days Mm. that was a real treat you know if you went out for a treat you went to the garden center and the treat was having lunch at the cafe in the garden center i was just thinking imagine if i said to my kids we're going for a treat on saturday it's not nando's going Mm. to the garden center and we're gonna have lunch they'd be absolutely horrified and this garden center near where we lived in cornwall used to do these i mean maybe my size mind has remembered it Mm -hmm. differently these i think these were sort of victoria sponges the size of they were enormous they were like yoga mat size (laughs) huge absolutely huge so you'd have like giant cake and giant and it was the best treat Oh, well, I think that sounds quite posh to me because we certainly never went to a garden centre and had lunch to garden centre. We were The best we got was a, a, a wimpy. Do you remember wimpy? Yeah, that, or fish that, and chips in the car by wimpy, the sea. Wimpy birthday that. treat. But the garden centre, I think yeah. back in those days, I'm expecting your cake selection was Victoria sponge That's or it. a scone. That was it, right? Nothing yeah, else. Yeah, something no brownies. raisins in it. Yes. Again, enormous, and you'd probably have to cut with a knife and fork to eat yes, these days. Yes, exactly. I'm in a take you to one Trish oh so you like a garden centre now don't garden centre yes exactly exactly and we could just uh we won't be wearing your uh, mad dry suits again in this one will we because I think we've had oh. enough of sitting in cafes with Hopefully old people we won't encounter a whole load of <laughs> yeah. extra stressed zombies either. yes exactly 
sure that brings us to the end of this week's postcards from midlife new episodes are available to listen to every sunday on your podcast provider and we would really appreciate it if you can make sure to download your episodes so they count on our listener numbers and if you could take time to rate and review us too that would be marvelous and we want as many women as possible to join this midlife conversation so please do tell your friends about us and our private facebook group too is all about that so if you're not a member yet do come on over and join in the chat you can use our private facebook group to post any feedback on the topics we discuss as well as suggestions for other things you'd like to hear us talk about or celebrities and experts you would like to hear interviewed or you can email us your thoughts at hello at postcardsfrommidlife.com or pop a little message on our instagram as well goodbye bye hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.